0: And now a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is presented by Early Bird. Early Bird is the simplest way for parents, family, and friends to collectively invest in a child's financial future, starting at the earliest age. Early Bird's mobile app empowers parents and families to start saving for their child's financial future in a matter of minutes, while activating a child's broader community to give contributions on birthdays, holidays, or any occasion. Listen, today's episode is also going to be talking about money. So this is a perfect way to gear right into this conversation. We're teaming up with Early Bird to give our listeners a free $15 investment to give to a child that you love. Simply go to partners.getearlybird.io podcast or the link in our show notes. Download the app, create an account, Early Bird, build a nest and invest in the children you love. Happy Friday. I hope that you are having or have had uh, the most amazing week. We are going to talk about some of the most amazing topics today. And it's a topic that people usually shy away from. And that is money. We love spending it. We have our vices for what we use our money for. But today we are going to talk about how we can take better control of our money. Um, And listen, this conversation flows so easily. It's absolutely amazing. I can't wait for you to hear it. But I want you to be very understanding of the reason why we're talking about money is because oftentimes we have so many um, things that we want to do. And with the things that we want to do, it doesn't mean that we can't do it. It's just a matter of knowing how to do it. And so I'm always amazed at how, how we spend our money and how we go about the management of that money. So we will have Armand on the show today and he will break it all the way down and attempt to give you some amazing tips, at least five tips that you need to do or questions you need to ask yourself about how you go to make the decisions when it comes to money. Let me talk about my relationship with money. I was not good with money. My husband is a lot smarter when it comes to how to save money because he's a saver and I am a spender. And when it when we first got together, it was very hard to try to fuse this money together because as much as he would put it in, I would be ready to spend it. And I didn't have as much discipline. And because I am a visual learner, I'm just a visual person. To be honest with you, it took him showing me breakdown. Now he is a type of person because he is an accountant. So by as an accountant, and a person that already manages money for other companies, it's easier for him to then focus that into our marriage and our relationship and our family. He's a type of person that goes by Excel charts, he can make these charts, he can look at all these reports. And he literally does a report on our family that works for him. For me, it took him asking me to write down my expenses. So I bought a book. And I would write down my expenses. And what I mean by that is every time I used my car, it didn't matter what it was for or use cash or whatever it was. I wrote it down for me. It was also helping me to see the pattern and how I was spending my money. Everybody should know by now I am club team Target. I believe in it. It is, you know, Tarjay target, target will tell you what to buy when you walk into the store. Because I have a husband who will make sure that I'm covered. If I was to overspend or do certain things, he was always there to help, you know, in whatever needed to be done. However, the stress in that is, He can do the things that he would like to do and can then put money back. If I'm doing the things that I'm doing and can't put certain amount of money back and have to go back to him, then that's causing a stress for him having to be prepared for the things that I'm going to do. So we had to get really clear about money, spending money. What does that look like? Saving money, knowing what to use for. And so I started to take control over my own personal spending. We developed a system that works for us. And that system has been working. And a lot of it has to do with the things that Armana's gonna talk about. And I want you to be very clear when you listen. This is the episode that everybody, it doesn't matter what stage you are in life. It doesn't even matter if you have Um, six figure income to whatever smallest amount of income that you have you still have to be a good steward over your finances and so this conversation is for every last person I want you to share this episode because it's that good first of all it is that good I don't always say that not because I don't think it but I'm telling you you just ever had that feeling when you record with someone and you're talking to someone and you go to do an episode and you just like this one here is gold well this is not only gold what but actually what help you to keep your coins in check. And you know, one thing I've been very clear about is making sure that I have the coinages behind me to do the things that I want to do. So if this, this is the episode that you want to pay very close attention to when it comes to listening. And if you're looking for a financial advisor, he is going to give you all of that information about how you can get a hold of him because I'm very particular about who you share money with. And when you talk to somebody, you want that spirit of that person to match If I didn't have a financial advisor or I didn't have those things in place, he would be the first person that I will contact. He is that personable. You will hear it in the the episode. So I want you to pay attention. What has been going on lately? Um, It's summertime. So everybody is in the vacation set mode. Um, My husband and I are doing what we're doing, you know, for our vacation and our wedding anniversary is coming up. Yes, our wedding anniversary. This will be nine years of us being married. Um, we have learned and done a lot of lessons. We've had a lot of lessons. Our anniversary is on Monday and we've had a lot of hard-hitting lessons that we've had to endure. And you've heard us in the episode, maybe you didn't hear us. If you go back to store S-T-O-R-R, love, you will hear a lot about our struggles as a couple and also with uh, mental wellness, wellness, as well as self-care and the things that we've gone through with that. A part of that, a large part of that, is a conversation with money. So um, now that we're about to celebrate nine years, I've learned a lot. I can't give you like nine things that will help your marriage or your relationship be better because I honestly feel that there are so many things that you're going to hear when you hear other couples talk about the way that they ignite with one another. Um, and it really does, it's really a personable situation. You really have to figure out what system works for you. In the beginning of Marcus's and I's marriage, A lot of it had to be me bringing in because I, um, my husband, my parents have been married for a long time, um, over 30 something years. My grandparents have been married for over 60 something years. Um, my great grandparents before they passed were married forever in a day. So I have a strong relationship bond when it comes to people in their marriages. However, I will say that just because people have been married for a long time does not mean that marriages are, um, you know, clean and clear and everything is all good to go. But my basis of marriage was very solid. My husband's, um, of relationships on his side of the family may not have always been as solid. There's been people who have remarried in their side of the family, um, people who have been divorced, you know, with him and his, his mom and his father, they weren't, they were married, but they weren't really together. So again, those things do affect when you get married and you bring these thought processes into marriage. Mine was more romanticized to where, you know, certain things had to go a certain way. You know, our first wedding anniversary was supposed to be spent a certain way. We were supposed to be doing A, B, and C. Um, To be honest, if I want to keep it real, our first year of being married, uh, we spent more time We were already in an argument of state leading up to that first year. We were having so many more issues because we had so many layers and things on our plates that our first year we ended up going back to the place that we were engaged. And if you're listening, you're like, oh, that's so, so cute. But in my mind, I was so long far gone mentally where I wasn't even able to tap into the fact that we even went to the place where we got engaged it was more or less like let's just hurry up because I already know that Mary you know our dinner isn't going to be good or I already know that the, the what my expectations were of our first year's anniversary wasn't being met I came in with so many bags of craziness and things that I had to go through I had to unleash and I had to really just put an appropriate check and I've said this I believe in the store episode the store love episode but he said to me one day in the in our parking lot, that it was either we were going to be on team we, or we were going to be on team deuces. It was that it was a real conversation. If you ever have a man look you in your eye, and with all sincerity, no, no ego, no, you know, trying to tell you what to do. He wasn't trying to run me. It wasn't one of those um, types of situations where he was just like bluffing. It wasn't any of that. It was a straight conversation of listen, we have to either be on the same page or we're not. And it was from that conversation that our marriage um, was on his way to becoming better. It didn't just like that conversation didn't change it. Was it magical? It was just one of those things where it just makes you think and you kind of like snap back into reality. And that's what happened. If from there was a catalyst to us becoming stronger and becoming, first of all, a unit. Sometimes people get married and they don't realize that in order to be a unit, to be married, you have to be each other's partner and you have to give each other the love that each other needs instead of the love that you want. And we had to learn that we were on the same team instead of me believing that we were on the team for general park purposes, but that my teammate, aka my husband, was against me. There's no way our marriage could have flourished under those circumstances. So once we did some counseling, once we got some things together, I did some personal counseling, we did a couple counseling, he did his counseling, it made it easier for us to come in with a slate that remained as a solid team. So then once you have that, Having conversations that are difficult about money and spending, having conversations about what it is that we're trying to accomplish, and then feeling as if we're on the same team, me finding ways to encourage him to be the man that he wants to be, which is for him, he wants to be the one that's, you know, doing the supporting of us and making sure that we have what we need to have and making sure he's providing and helping him in that by not asking him for things when we know things are not right and not putting more on his, on his plate and desires that I want, I want, I want without any financial backing and without a plan to obtain to that financial backing. So that's one thing that I can appreciate about my husband in these nine years or soon to be nine years. Um, and so, yeah, this weekend will be a lot of celebrating our marriage. Um, and just the fact that we have just really become two extremely Two separate dope individuals who came collectively together and are being a super dope team. So without any further ado, let's go right into this conversation. I want you to get your pen and your paper. Maybe you're working out. I want you to go back and listen because he's going to give you specific questions that you want to be asking yourself when you're going to make a such, you know, a decision about whatever it is when it comes to money. So I want you to get your pen and paper together. Normally I would just tell you, you know, just listen, enjoy, and share. I want you to do all those things, but I also want you to get your pen and your paper. And I want you to feel when something resonates with you, when somebody speaks on something that you know makes sense, I want you to lean more into that. Um, there's going to be opportunity for if you would like to get more information for you to gather all of his information to do so. So let's go ahead and get into that conversation. All right. We'll... All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Conversation with Toy listeners. We have an amazing, amazing treat for you. We are going to talk about money. The one conversation everybody named mama tried to avoid why because you know you don't want to talk about those mistakes that you have made that you should have corrected by now and you have not but all things in life there's grace so we have Armand. he is here he is going to talk about money we are going to talk about ways to get your money together because everyone is trying to live their best life but you can't do any of that if you don't have your money right so Armand, take it away
1: Uh, What's going on? My name is Armand Krum. Of course, uh, I am the CEO and founder of Kroom Financial and The Financial Effect. You definitely can find me on krumfinancial.com, thefinancialeffect.com. Check me out on Facebook, uh, The Financial Effect, and on Instagram. Uh, We are doing a lot of things right now. And one of the things that I try to do is just talk about fatherhood, budgeting and making smart decisions with your money. So, you know, what, you know, what my website and what I'm about is basically taking what I've learned from being a father of three beautiful little girls and having a beautiful wife, uh, my mistakes and the mistakes I will share with you that I made and turning that around and trying to achieve financial success for my family and the importance of that. And I hope to encourage you guys to do the same.
0: So before we get into the mistakes that you have made, because I definitely want to hear more about that. Let me say as a woman, I want to know how is it, are you and your wife like-minded when it comes to money? Is one a spender? Is one a saver? Are you guys on the same page? Is one at Target doing all the things like I do? What is happening? That's the first question I would like to know.
1: That is freaking amazing because every time I talk, I say, you know, typically we marry the exact opposite and I did too. So clearly I'm the saver. My wife is the spender. Okay. You know, the fact of the matter is, is me as a saver, you know, I, you know, I find my outback and I find my routine and I like to save and I'm a minimalist and that's just what I do. And then I meet this beautiful woman who, you know, Encourages me to experience all these new things mm-hmm. and it's fun and it's interesting, and you fall in love with that. And then you say, I do, and then next thing you know, she's spending your money for these experiences, and you're like, Whoa, wait, hold on a second, it's not cute anymore.
0: <laughs> yes, but I'm gonna say, shout out to your wife because she and I, and she is me, and um, my husband and I had the same issue so. First of all, me and Target have a love relationship, first of all. So first of all, that's where I'm going off the bat. If there's any money being spent, it's going to Target. Club Target will tell me what I need to buy when I walk in the door. However, after you have gone to the store for what you said were five items and after 15 items later and $300 or so spent, you can't just go out here at Target at will all the time. Often, but not all the time. And if you do, then there are consequences that come along with that. Like one, a lot of people who don't have savings, they don't have a savings account on deck that they can tap into versus using credit cards and all of those things. So why don't you lead us into what that's supposed to look like?
1: Well, first, I have to mention that my wife taught me that the name is Tarjay.
0: It is it- called Tarjay. I wasn't going to say that. But I was just like, I'm say Target, but like it Target. is Target. Matter of fact, I have a niece who um, came to visit this week, and she said, AT, they call me AT, can you take us to Club Target? I was like, excuse me? Absolutely. Get in the car. Like, let's go. As soon as they say that, it's a wrap for me. For uh, at Target, quick.
1: So, you know, to, to tell you how we got on the same page, I almost kind of have to tell you the story, mm-hmm. of everything that happened, you know, and, and the story is the same as everyone else. You know, you get married to this person that you love. And as a husband, specifically, you know, you want to provide. You want to be the provider. You don't want to say no to this beautiful (laughs) creature that you sworn to God to protect. You don't want to tell her no. no. And so, you know, here I am trying to start a financial planning business. We're having our first child. We're newly married, and we are just not on the same page of our finances.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what ended up happening is we ended up. My wife said she wanted a bigger condo. This is 2007. You see where this okay. is going? Yes. 2007. We need another condo. We just had a baby. This, that, the other. I'm sitting here like, whoo. You know, da da da. da. All right, you know, I'm, 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 I'm gonna provide. I'm a provide. So, you know, I got the condo, although I thought it was, you know, a little bit out of my price range. She was just like, you know, let go, let God, uh, we'll make it work. The whole, the whole gambit of all the things that you tell. And, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, my business, it fluctuates. And of course she's like, well, your business is always, you know what I'm going with this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like, so I sound buy,
1: <laughs> so I buy the condo and We had already owned the condo, so I'm renting the condo out for a loss. I have this condo, and then the market tanks in 2008. Yep. I am now with two mortgages, not making enough money. At one point, I was using the home equity line of credit to make my mortgage payment, which I thought Mm -hmm. was crazy that I was using my mortgage to pay the mortgage.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just one hand going from the other. Just crazy decisions going down.
1: And basically, to make a long story short, uh, her mother invited us for Christmas. And I explained to her that I was like, you know, when my daughter was being born, that I was $30,000 in debt. We were at risk of losing the houses. I'm literally stressed out. Her mom like goes off on me. This happened in June 2009 at 2 p.m., driving down to 805.
0: Details, you remember. Details.
1: I, I get home and my wife says to me, I, I understand where she's coming from because I, I told her I didn't have the money to take them home. And when my wife said that to me, I realized at that moment that I'm doing all this providing and it's not really getting me anywhere. Right. I'm not happy. She's not happy. Yeah, the baby's happy because she just doesn't she know what's
0: know going better. on. Everything's good for her.
1: Yeah, it's good. I got food. What's up?
0: No, I don't need nothing. <laughs> and
1: I just made the decision at that. And, you know, no one, first of all, I mean, y- you guys might have your broke story, but mm. try being broke and a financial advisor at the same time, giving people an advice. Oh, yeah, so-
0: that don't work at all. Cause the first question I'm gonna ask the financial advisor is, how is your money? Cause whatever your money's doing, make my money do what your money's doing. Cause you're gonna make sure you're good.
1: Well, my money wasn't doing good at the time. Okay,
0: it, all right.
1: So, so you know, I, it, it was just a paradigm shift, shift for me. And then essentially, I basically said, you know what? I'm going to take care of me. And taking care of me is taking care of the money. I'm going to protect the finances. I'm going to protect the money. We're done. And so I developed a system so that me and my wife could be on the same page about the money. She had the amount of money that she had to spend. I had my business account. Money got deposited in it. She did not touch my business account and my business checking. Uh, I knew I was going to owe the IRS uh, thirty thousand dollars, so I had between then and April fifteenth, so June twentieth. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is not a thousand nine at
0: two
1: p.m. to April fifteenth, two thousand ten. I had to figure it out. Okay. And paid off all my debt. I had the money for the IRS. I short sold a property. Came home and told my wife, I didn't care whether or not we lost the condo or not. We ended up renegotiating that and keeping the condo. So it ended up working out, but literally went to my sunken place of not caring. And only thing I cared about was the money and if it was safe. Because the other thing I didn't want to have happen is I didn't want expenses driving me out of business. Right. So I was going to let everything go except for that. And I also reduced my expenses down in my business. And so then getting on the same page about the money and getting to a place where I now can tell my wife, no, we're right. not doing. That. No, we're not doing that. I don't. Care. I don't know.
0: <laughs> and that's a hard piece. Let me say as a wife and I know all wives and women who are hearing this are like that first. No. It's a gut check. And, but I, I, you have to truly love your partner and realize that they're trying to do what's best for the partnership. And I feel like that's, what's missing in a lot of marriages. We can get along. That could be another topic for another day. But at the end of the day, people don't realize that it, you have to be willing to sometimes forego some of the things that you want. Um, that first time my husband told me, no, I thought I was ready to pack it up. Like, look, oh, time to go. You ain't going to be telling me no about no money. Um, uh-uh. Not target. You're <laughs> not taking target off. You know what I mean? But. You have to come to the understanding, but
1: it's not, it's not easy. So so it's funny, I always tell my wife, I'm the CEO of the house, but she's the XL and the chairman on the board. So she can vote me off anytime she wants to. <laughs> but I will not run this company in fear. That I'm not. And so you if you fire me as your husband because I'm trying to do right by our money, and I'm putting it all out there, and you driving the better car, you have the nicer clothes. So when I talk about fatherhood. I always say, "Hey, look, you the when it comes about protecting the money, you the lowest man on the totem pole." It, it is so sad, but true.
0: Yeah, that's true. My husband is he the did. last one to legit buy to get anything. Like I almost feel sometimes I'd be like, "Let me go buy him something," because it's sad. Like he don't wait. get no new clothes. He'll wait till the stuff got a hole. I'd be like, "Come on, now, let's go ahead and do it." He'd be like, "Well, I don't know. I might be ready day might come. We don't we don't know so."
1: Yeah. I, hey, look, I'm taking care of my family. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But here's the thing: I can't be driving around in the Tesla and my wife driving around in the Chevy, and then tell her she can't get the car. Can't do
0: it. Oh no, no, no. We match. No. I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. not gonna do it. <laughs> I
1: drive the Chevy, and
0: right?
1: Drive the Tesla, and everything is composite
0: <laughs> It works that way sometimes.
1: But so, you know, that's where, you know, we as men got to understand our job, you know, ADT protects the house now. Right. I don't have to hunt for food anymore. (laughs) No, no, no. You don't. Women can do everything that we can do, make just as much money, this, that, and the other. I feel like men, we have lost our way as far as what our role is. And our role is now to protect the money and make sure that the family is going in the right direction and making sure that the money is going to be there when the family needs the money. So, you know, I have made sure for my family handling the finances is that we stay within the budget. Right. I only put a certain amount in that account. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, America, uh, my wife keeps our credit card maxed out. <laughs> But right. I lowered the limit to $5,000. That's what I did.
0: Right. So then therefore, it's only but so much it's that can go. So it's only but so much. is so far that it can even go.
1: And my wife knows that if she called, she could call and raise the limit back up. Oh, it's going to be World War II up in this house. Right. Because <laughs> we already had a
0: discussion. We can't be going through all these things and raising it up just because you got to manage what you got.
1: Hey, because no matter what the limit was, she she hit it to the max, baby. She's
0: like, I'm right there, but I didn't go over. So Go over. I didn't get that increased fee or nothing. So go ahead and take care of that. And then we go be our way.
1: So what we did, uh, what I do for a lot of my clients, and I've been doing this for years and it works spectacular. And of course, if you sign up for the financial effect, you got videos and things of that nature is I teach people how to budget without a budget. And we use the envelope system but mm. with your checking accounts. And so you create a spending account between you and your wife. Now, if you and your wife aren't on the same page, maybe she needs a toy account that she don't need to talk to you about. Hey, we are gonna put $500 in this account. right? And then however right. you want to spend it, we'll have this family checking account for gas, food, groceries for the family. And then I'm going to have my, I don't know your husband's house, so I'm going to just say Armand account. And <laughs> right. I get $200, because you know you still going to get more so that you can't say, well, you get more than and then see, no, and then that's it now. That didn't happen. I'm putting you first, but you just, you gonna have your own account. And then we have a travel account, emergency savings account. And a paid cash account because, you know, Christmas comes every single year. But it surprises us. And I don't understand year. that.
0: And I always have my money set aside in that account ready for Christmas so that when it's time, I can just get all the things that I want without having to ever come against the exactly. household.
1: Right. Exactly. So you should have an account for all these different things. And it should be all under one. You guys should have the same account except for maybe your toy account.
0: Yeah, do have that
1: the bank somewhere else that he can't see, so that you can spend he, he your can money. You can get
0: a hold to it, but I mean,
1: he, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Maybe you want to buy him a gift, girl. Maybe you want to yeah. buy him.
0: <laughs> I do though, but I do do that. But yeah, it's like I do do that type of stuff. But it's important to have it mapped out because I think a lot of times people are not prepared, as if we don't realize that life is going to not necessarily stop. It's going to happen,
1: but mm-hmm. we're not.
0: We're not as prepared. So what are the we, we heard about the mistakes. So what are the steps? Let's say if somebody is listening, they are just really struggling because I've had, we. everybody got their broke story. If you live in, like my mom used to always say, if you live a little longer, you will experience life and life will come with a broke story. Um, but how, are, what are some of the very first, very bare bottom first steps we can take?
1: So the, the obviously, you know, if you have debt, you're going to be trying to pay that off. Let's imagine imagining world that you, you, you get out of debt, you're putting everything. So if you're in debt, you want to set up a debt account. What okay. I call as a debt account, as a checking account that's strictly for paying debt. Right. So if you, if you figure out that your debt, your minimum payments or your payments that you pay is uh, $800 a month, then you should have a checking account that has $800 put into it automatically whether we it be the first it, right. the 15th or whatever, goes in that checking account. The reason why you want to do that is so that you don't forget how much you were putting on your debt every month.
0: Hmm. Because so you month. know what? Some people can't see it. It's something with the mindset. When people can't see certain things, they just live life haphazardly, really, to be honest with
1: you. Exactly. So you've created a checking account, you look, nickname it debt account, put $800 and then every month you send in $800 to your credit cards. You cut up those credit cards, except for one that you and your husband can't see because, you know, things do happen. You might need the credit card, but you try not to do it. The second thing that you're going to want to do is create what I call the necessities or the entertainment account. If you don't do anything else, you create a spending account that is separated from your fixed spending. Okay. have an account that you just buy gas, food, groceries, and clothes out of. And you figure out how much does your family need per month is it, a, is it $500? Is it a thousand? Is it 1500? What, what, what is the number? I don't really care what the number is, but I want you to be able to see on the 23rd of the month that you only have a hundred dollars left.
0: So you can't go buy that new bag. That's not a part of it anyway.
1: Stop. Yeah. You know, well, that
0: first
1: happening. All, for, you know we'll, we'll get into those type of decision makers, but at the end of the day, you know, you need to be, you and your husband need to be able to see or, you know, or your wife, Need to be able to see where you are for the month on right. your variable spending. You need to be able to see where you are, and the problem is what ends up happening is we our our checks and our money get deposited in this checking account, and so money you
0: just start swiping, it. It. just start taking it out.
1: And then one day goes to like a hundred dollars. You're like, whoa, we need to slow up. And then maybe he's blaming you for going to Target, and you're blaming him because he had to buy the Uncle Nearest whiskey. And then you know da 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 da. And yeah. both of y'all are too lazy to go through the budget to figure out who did what, when, where. And you're just like, ah, whatever. It's her or it's him. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, I think for me, what helped was writing my expenses so I could, I could see I'm a visual person. I needed to see where I was actually spending. Okay. How many times am I going to this target? How many times am I spending money at a Starbucks? Okay. Let's get, you know, I did some changes around the house to, to fix that so that I, once I visually saw like, okay, hold up, majority of this is going to this. We got to cut some way for even as a personal, just like I needed to cut and make some cuts.
1: Yeah, and see that's why a lot of people don't like budgets because what you just said sounded a lot not well you i gotta write down my expenses that's why i say create an account
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, but you know what it works it helped me to stop spending like it literally helped me to stop spending because i would just be like like you said just swipe 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 keep going 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 and then i'm like what did i actually get like what what did i buy
1: exactly but yeah if you set it up in a separate account it'll do the same exact the same
0: thing, yeah.
1: You'll be like, oh, and you still can do the same. You know, if you wanted to write it down, be like, dang, I'm going to Target a lot. That's where all the money in this separate account, but at least you're not touching the main account. In the main account, typically you're paying your rent out of the mm-hmm. utility bill, the water bill, the Cox, the Verizon, whatever you know, all that stuff because that is going to come out every single month. Obviously, it changes a little bit, but yeah. it's just reoccurring. But it's the
0: same. Same set of bills that usually come out.
1: But how much you go out, what gas you owe, how much clothes you buy, all that other good stuff, that changes every single month. And I don't, a lot of people don't have a lock on how much that is. And then from there, once you get that into place, then it makes it easier to make decisions on whether to buy that bag, buy the house, buy the car, whatever, because now you are starting to understand what you need to spend. So some people need a thousand dollars a month in their spending account, and they're perfectly fine. Some people need fifteen hundred, two thousand. I had a woman once have heart palpitations for thirty six hundred. You want me to stay within three thousand six hundred dollars a month? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. What is you got going on over there? <laughs> what are y'all doing? What is happening?
1: And you know what? Everyone's at a different level. Right. Right now, don't let anybody make you feel bad about money. Because Mm -hmm. I see that all levels, all levels of income, everyone is equally bad. The only difference between you and them is they have more slack to make mistakes.
0: Right. Where you might not, but you're still operating as if you do. Yes. (laughs) You're still operating like you got slack when you don't got no slack.
1: Don't have slack. So, I mean, that goes to the next point of, you know, being the, you know, father or the protector of the money when you don't have slack in your budget or you have this debt or you're spending too much, it doesn't create a, sp- it causes more stress in your home. And the more stress you have in your home, then your wife can't be the mo- as good of a mother as she can be. Your children can't be as good because maybe you and her are fighting or it's tense or you guys aren't enjoying each other's company as much because that lack of money is causing stress in the household and it doesn't give your wife and your family room to dream about the things that they really want to do.
0: And And I think that's a beautiful thing that you said. I, men, I don't hear a lot of men, maybe they are doing that. I'm not saying that they're not, but you don't hear them talk like that. But I want to switch that. How can a wife or a woman support her husband in that to get to this? I mean, it's it's a combination between both parties. Both parties have to be willing to uh get to this place but what can an actual wife do to support the husband as he protects because there's well, things that i feel like as, as a woman i have my thoughts but as you know you're a man you would know what you would want to hear what you would want to have happen to get to that place
1: well number one have you know be willing to have the conversation number two allow your husband to have his role i feel like sometimes like when i first got married i didn't know what my purpose was as a man Right. Like, I know I'm supposed to be supporting you, but like, what is it like? What does that look like? What does that look like? What do I have? Because, you know, we're in this new age where I am no longer, you know, I am, I have a penis. Hear me roar. Like, I, we're not there we're anymore. not there.
0: That's a wrap. But,
1: but what does it mean to be a father and a husband in the household? We should define that, right? So, right. As, a, as a wife or a woman, you should define that and then kind of stick to it. If he's going to be the the financial leader of your home, and first of all, that is an earned position, because I have have seen some men who do not do that well, and let me tell you something, that upsets me more than anything, but (laughs) if he's stepping up to the plate, if he's stepping up to the plate, let him step up to the plate. You know what I'm saying? Let that be his thing. Um, And so I think having the discussion, letting him do that, understanding if he's really trying to put the family first by putting the money first, because that's what I always say, you put the family first by putting the money first. He's really trying to do that and really trying to steer you in the appropriate direction and, you know, make sure the emergency savings is where it should be, putting money away for college funds, uh, putting money away I, I got money away from my daughter's wedding and I got a four-year-old at home. Like I'm trying to, you to be know, ready. To be, I'm trying to be ready, support that. Maybe, maybe you don't get the bag when you want to, or maybe you don't go to Disneyland or the vacation that you want, you know, you know, but have a discussion. And so when I meet with my clients as a financial advisor, it's a requirement for the spouse to be there. I don't want to see you without your husband and I don't want to see you without just, it's a team. It's called a family financial plan for a reason. So let's not like the women are not important. I need, they we need you to support us in the direction that the family is going and understand the budget. And if I had a spreadsheet, my wife would be like, uh, I'm not looking at that spreadsheet, you know, but if we had these separate accounts and she can see that we're running out of money, then she understands why I'm telling her, no, no, we're not doing that. Or, you know, that
0: actually makes sense because a lot of people don't like to do that. They want to just say, I'm, this is what's happening. But if you're not opening it up for an actual, like women need to see things. (laughs) I, I, I would love to say we wouldn't or we don't, but it's true. We love to see things. And so if we see it, it, the vision becomes super clear you can't make something that doesn't exist and if you get into the point where it's not existing you can visually see that
1: and, and so it's, it's funny you know if you separate the accounts out like i'm telling you we yeah. have a, a travel account and we put you know a certain amount of money in there five thousand dollars and then you say well let's go to disneyland and you there's only wrong. 500 dollars in there not only wait not it makes it i don't want to tell my beautiful wife no but the, the savings account is.
0: Yeah, because there ain't no $5,000 getting you. Nobody, not we have the same size family, and there ain't nobody going to Disney World with $5,000. You're not going, it's not happening, but good luck.
1: And and, and the note will come, well, we'll just put it on the credit card. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Do that. We are definitely not doing that.
0: Right. Yeah. And my nah. husband is like, you know, we're trying to do the whole Disney world, but we're working towards it. It's so a working towards goal because I'm i am going to tell you right now, he already knows. Like, first of all, I've never been. So we are already very clear that the, that account needs to be very well prepared because I want everything that that Disney world has because I may not come back, but I'm going to get everything I came for when I go. So no. And
1: here's the greatest thing about having separate accounts though. It allows the saver to feel comfortable going to Disneyland. And it gives permission to the spender to spend. I know exactly what I have to spend. You can't tell me no. We put this money in the account for this. Shut up and enjoy.
0: Right. Let me go get my ears and run around like the biggest kid because I'm beating the kids to the line. So it's that's what's going to happen automatically.
1: And, and I think it just makes for a more, more calmer family. And you know, he, you know. Me as a saver, I'm not breathing in a brown paper bag because I'm like trying to come back, trying to figure out, okay, well, how are we going to pay this back? What are we going to cut back? And so now I'm fighting with you about going to the movies. I just want to go see Fast and Furious. And you're like, dude, we're still $10,000 in debt. Get Fast and Furious.
0: (laughs) But it's hard. Like, we had to go through those trying times where it's hard. I'd be like, well, why can't we? We used to because we can't until we get it right.
1: Exactly. But it was hard.
0: I ain't going to sit here and act like it's not. It's hard. (laughs)
1: So that's what I'm trying to do with a lot of my budgeting system. And that's what I had to do with my wife. And even still, we we, we have now almost 10 different uh, accounts. It morphs into something, you know, we have the rent account, we got, you know, for the rental properties, we have the, the kids account for paying for schools and, uh, you know, uh, what, soccer or basketball. Oh,
0: God, yes. And mean, we and have uniforms that. and all kinds.
1: Huh? Separated out so that we can even tell our kids no. Mm, nope. That's in not
0: in there. no nope.
1: <laughs> It's not in there. we transfer a certain amount. So until daddy gets raised, and we have a discussion on whether or not we're going to raise the necessities account or the kids' account so that you can play basketball or something along those lines. All
0: right. And if we could raise one, we got to take a hit somewhere. Somebody's got to. Um, to get you
1: gotta budget up right exactly so so once you set up all the accounts and you know to you know uh, then it makes it easier to make decisions so number one you know you live in Philadelphia I don't know what the housing prices are like in Philadelphia but here in California they are crazy
0: yeah right? I've been hearing
1: okay so now you're looking at this beautiful woman and she wants to buy a house the house maybe five hundred thousand dollars okay She looks at you and she says, we'll make it work. No. Okay. So the way this works now is we can set up a system so we can practice owning the home before you buy the home. So if you're the saver, you go, okay, cool. Well, the mortgage payment on that is this amount above my rent. We should be able to transfer X amount of money into a savings account without touching it. Right. And what does making it work look like? Are we lowering the necessities account down from a thousand to eight? I mean, what what are are we going to travel less? Are you committing to traveling less? Remember, I'm the man. I, I, you know, I, you know, I I still got holes in my underwear. I'm good. Right.
0: So if you're committed to saying that we're going, you know, we're going to a beach vacation versus somewhere else, then we can possibly see if this can work. But you have to be willing to say, all right, we're going to the beach versus anything else.
1: And then do it for and then do it because it's easy to do it for one month.
0: Oh, yeah, you gotta do it like do a least six do months. Six
1: months, six months to a year. Right. Like, what does that do for you? It helps you with moving expenses. Because you know, I don't know about you. You look like you're in your 20s, but I'm I'm old, my body weary.
0: Um, first of all, I just touched 40 and my knee let me know that I touched 40, even though I'm an avid runner. So I'm the type of person that is when I'm ready to move, I want to pack things up and let the peoples come in and get it. I don't want it. I don't want to get your boys to come over here and help us move. We did that. We passed that.
1: We passed.
0: I'm a professional packer and I want the professional people to come in here and get this stuff out of here.
1: Matter of fact, I'm not even a professional pack. I'm a professional. Watch my wife pack and then we'll pay somebody. He is
0: too. He is. But either way, I'm gonna do an, an, an immaculate job packing. But I need the, the people to come in here. I don't okay. want your boys coming in here getting the group of people. I need to professionally move and then transfer to the new place by room, set by room, and going by this way. See
1: there? Mm, I told you. But what it does for you is you put money aside so that when you need to pay for the movers, just write in the check. Right. When you want new painting on the new house, just right. So if you do it for six months to a year, all you're doing is saving for the home improvements and all that other good stuff that you want to do, this, that, and the other. And you're seeing what your life is like without the money and if you right. like it that way. And if she's going to stay committed to that or, or you are going to stay committed to that. Because you not, might get
0: six months out and be like, you know what? Hmm, this looks like it's going to work right here. We're exactly. going to stay right here.
1: And you also got to think about when you're going to buy another car. Right. When is that coming up? So again, it's being that leader is thinking about. Okay, you know, you know, because I always have my clients practice. Like, if they pay their car off, uh, we always increase their investments uh, as if they continue to have a car payment. What does that do? Again, we can, you know, put a bigger down payment on the car. We can, you know, and then we plan for what's the next car? Are you buying a thirty thousand dollar car? Are you buying a forty thousand dollar car? These are the things that, as a husband, you should be thinking about because they're going to come. You know, just like kids- No matter what, it's coming. No, no matter what. And you need to plot it out and plan for it. And that should be your thing.
0: Well, I love that. Well, how can the people who, and I say all, because if you're listening, something touched you and you know you're not doing this and you need to get your financial uh, systems and your lifestyles in check, how can they find you again? so that they can get their lives together. If you are a couple, remember he said, husband and wife, not one or the other. If you're single, then you come on, bring yourself to the table so you can get your life together. Because if you plan on getting married, you want to be prepared ahead of time for these types of situations. I've definitely done that
1: before. I've definitely done that before. So before we end, can I give like my five- Go right on ahead. Five things that I think you should do when you're trying to make a decision to do something. This my yep. question. So I want people to write this down. Write it down. Anytime um, you're sitting there going, okay, we want to go to Disneyland, let's use Disneyland for an, for example. The first question you should ask yourself are we in debt? If you're in debt, Disneyland. and I, I mean credit card debt, not house debt, not car debt, but credit card debt, right, then you're not going to Disneyland. Mm-mm. The second question is, can we comfortably afford this? So you always have to ask yourself, can we comfortably afford this? This is where I was talking about practicing to own the home and things of that nature. The third question you have to ask yourself, is this a need or a want? So a need is I need a car. And I hear this all the time, well, we need a car. But what you don't need is a Tesla.
0: Right, (laughs) you don't need that. (laughs) And you don't need the the upkeep that comes with that because it's not cheap.
1: Right. You also also don't need to go to Disneyland. You (laughs) You might need a vacation. And that vacation can look like a lot of things. It can look like a little staycation in a park somewhere, or they don't have have to be- Always
0: team staycation, quiet as it's kept.
1: And so as a financial leader, you need to have a little bearing on what exactly is a need and a want. right? So that's the third question. The fourth question, is does this goal have a positive impact on the family? So again, your children do not care whether or not you have a Tesla.
0: They don't. They just want to get in the car when it's time to go.
1: They don't care how big your house is. They don't don't care how nice your clothes are. So all those things are not having a positive impact on your family. Now, if you can comfortably afford these things, again, going back to the other thing, then fine. But if you can't, You need to (laughs) build yourself up until you do that. And the last question you want to ask is, does this goal cause any constraints on the family budget? So again, going back to buying too much house, buying too much car, or taking too big of a vacation and getting back into debt. Now, when your child needs braces or they're trying to go to basketball practice and they need equipment, is that going to cause financial constraints And then, for a cause stress on you, cause you to be stressed out to your wife, and then, in turn, be stressed out to you too. Because, you know, uh, there was a study before where, like, they could tell by air traffic controllers by the number of planes in the sky, abuse at home went up Mm. just because they had a stressful day. So, the more stress that you are under, I mean, it happens to the best of you. You're going to snap at your husband. You're going to snap at your wife. Go snap at your children. Right. And children tend to remember everything.
0: They it's do. Crazy. They have a, a very good running clock. So do wives. Wives do too. Our memories are very immaculate when it comes to things like this.
1: What is wrong with you?
0: <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why are you doing that? Like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, so you want to make sure that does this go cause any constraints in the family budget? And when if you can answer all these, and it still makes sense for you to go and do that and, and, and allow your family to do that as a financial leader, then go do that. Less than, tell them no. and, they, and, and, and. <laughs> I always tell them, being a father isn't a popularity contest. I don't care if none of y'all don't like me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that, that's actually true. Because at some point, they're not. Somebody's going to get disliked. It's going to be dad and a husband first.
1: Exactly. But I'm grounded on the fact that I'm trying. I love you. I know I love you. And I'm doing what I think is best. And again, I am the CEO. I don't run my company in fear. You are the XO. And on the the board, fire me if you want to. I will pack my box and whatever the court allows me (laughs) to take with me and I will leave. (laughs) But by the way, I'm also a minimalist. So I'm going to be cool in my studio apartment. That's
0: what's going to happen. (laughs) this has to be one of the most refreshing financial conversations who has this much fun actually talking about money and again this is the reason why I say everybody wants to talk about living their best lives but sometimes they're living their most in-debt lives because they're not managing their finances they're not managing the realistic uh, responses to money and that's going to bring more and more stress on the line yes you'll have beautiful pictures on the gram but Behind the scenes, you are crying, stressed out about why you went on that vacation. How you came back, the I knew people who came went on vacation, came back, lights were off, but mm-hmm. they have popping pictures on the gram. So it's like you got to get your priorities in order, and you can't do that by being not being realistic about where you are.
1: Yep. When you say I do to a wife, and you start having children, you stop caring what's on the gram. Yeah, the <laughs> gram
0: is not where you need to be worried about at all. It's about where can you can you feed your children? Can you provide for them? Do they have the things that they need? If you're struggling and got to borrow money from people, it's not it's not a good feeling. It's not. No,
1: it's not. And so that is the new way to be a provider for your family, in my opinion.
0: I can't say I disagree. I say right, so here?
1: now, can I tell everyone how they can find you? Yes, mind? you can
0: tell them where to find you. Oh,
1: okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I just took over and was just like, I, you know. I'm, I'm here dude.
0: for this. Listen, we, I brought you on here so you could do that. I want you to talk about the money because people always want to talk about the money and then they don't really got it. They don't know where it is either.
1: <laughs> so if you want to reach me, I'm on thefinancialeffect.com uh, and prunefinancial, the C-R-O-O-M, uh, financial.com. You can also find me on Facebook. You can join our group. You can find me on Instagram. And there's ways to contact us through there and hit me on, on my email, Armand at uh, And you can schedule an appointment. We always have an introduction appointment where I go over my rules of hiring me because I do have rules. I do not let people hire me. And no, I'm not, I'm not in a place where I need to have anyone hire me. So uh, there are rules. regulations but it's for for your benefit really rather than mine
0: we will um obviously link all of that information at the end of our show in the show notes so that if you are the type of person who heard that and just didn't copy that, but you need to see it visually, don't worry, we got you. We will have that all information. Also, on Instagram and um, social media, we will be linking all of those uh, social media accounts so that you can just click because we know we love the spirit of click. So you just click and get to where you got to get to. So we make it easy. So you don't have to think about it. The, the, the worst part is getting your money together. We, wanna, we don't want to stress you out any further. <laughs> we will take care of everything on the back end, but we'll make it clickable. Mm-hmm. You know how people love that click. You can't find a click. They don't got nothing. They over it. So I want to thank you for being on our show. I know this is going to be, you know, something that everybody needs to hear. We want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to make people more sound financially and more empowered. Like You become more empowered when you can look at your finances like this and make good decisions for yourself and your family.
1: Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Let's do it.
0: So what did you think Armand is not to be played with? First of all, he knows his stuff. And I want to also give a shout out to his wife because you have to be able to really come to the table and be willing to be for the benefit of the entire team so that you could even come to the table willing to make sacrifices and have the mindset of, of honoring your husband in this type of fashion. So I just want to give a shout out to his wife. She has to be one of the most amazing women to be able to do the things that he, that they do together as a couple. So for that, I want to shout her out. And again, you know, take the opportunity to get the information that you need so that you can become better. I don't, I don't know anybody who wants to continuously struggle. I don't I don't I don't wanna be on team struggle. I don't think anybody wants to be on someone's team struggle. And so being able to do what you need to do to get there, that's what you have to be about. So I enjoyed that conversation. I learned it just re sparked a lot of the things that my husband and I are working towards all the time. And I hope that even if you're single, this is not just team marriage. If you are single and you're trying to get your money together, there are goals that you have as well. There are things that you want to accomplish as well, but you got to live well, but do it with the financial backing that will allow you to do those things. We cannot continue to live our lives doing the things that we want to do and continuously making the same mistakes over and over again with money and then expecting a different result. It will not come. That is literally the definition of insanity. We do not want to live our lives In that manner, we want to come to the table prepared for life's challenges. We want to come to the table as prepared as we can for whatever we may need. And we also want to be able to do it without having to seek out a thousand and one people to help us to get to where we want to get to. I'm not saying that we don't need help. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is when we have to borrow money from other people, because we, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul, those types of things we want to end that type of financial struggle and that type of financial circle never ends. Well, it literally will bring you right back to where you started. And if the foundation is not right, Nothing about what comes after that is going to be right. So I want you to take in heart. to what he said, I want you to make sure you apply it again, go online. We are going to link all of the information so that you have it. You want to be as prepared as you possibly can in this world. There's nothing that you can do without a financial backing. And you want to make sure that when you go to spend, that you are spending even with intentions, that you are saving with intentions, because Again, not that life will never happen, that you can save all this money and not be, and things could happen, but you want to be as prepared. I think we are just some of the most unprepared people when it comes to hardships. We are the most unprepared people when it comes to making sure that we have what is in line and what we need to be doing for finances. So take what he said in heart, ask yourself those five questions. If they do not give you a green light, that means the answer is a no or a not right now. I used to hate the word no, but I learned that the answer to no is always going to be not right now. If I do the work to get there, if I truly want to make something happen and that answer is no right now, that means that I need to do the work that's going to get me to that answer becoming a yes. So take that into heart. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Listen, find a way to replenish yourself. Make sure that you're doing at least one thing this weekend that's going to make you a bit, a little bit happier. I want you to find an activity that rejuvenates your soul, an activity that will make your, you know, bring that spark back into your life. You should be doing that every day, but in case you're not, always take that weekend to really do that. I mean, weekends are like a day right? It's almost like a day. By the time Friday ends, like today, um, then you go and you turn around and next thing you know, it's Sunday prepared for Monday. So I want you to take the time to enjoy your weekend. Find a way to enjoy it. Have the most amazing weekend. And we will see you back next week with a new guest here at Conversations with Toy. If this was your first time, welcome. But if not, make sure that you share, 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 share. This is a good one to share, share, share all of the information that you heard will be in the show links so that you can get to it. And you know, we always link, 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 everything back to the social media so that you can grab it, click it and make sure you are there so that you can get a hold of your finances, which will really help you get a hold of your entire life. Have a great weekend.